Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. Ready to go out of town, cook a steak contest? Are you ready? I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I am too. I figured we'd talk about that a little bit today. You're going to stay in the trailer for the first time? Yeah, overnight. Yeah, overnight. Get I'm excited about that part. It's going to be fun, man. I'm excited about cooking a steak. I signed up. You're doing the appetizer and the steak, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So I'm going to help co-pilot Michael. Yeah. He's going to... I'm going to let him do the cooking, but I'm going to oversee, and hopefully one of us can, you know, get a call. Mark Williams is going with us. Yep. Waylon was supposed to go and he signed up he's out of commission with the covid it's about to get him i think i hope <laughs> no, i pray not. it don't <laughs> pray it don't but he says hey, i thought i, I take i've been texting him i hadn't seen him in three weeks but yeah. he's been sick for going on two weeks and it's getting he said it's, he said he's feeling worse than he ever has in his life and he thought he about had turned the corner and was feeling better but now it's back to the bed you just don't feel like getting out of bed or anything so um that's his my COVID wife, update. His wife has gotten better, right? Yeah. Yeah. They still haven't got their damn test results back. But, I mean, it's like they told them it'd be a week, and now they're telling them it'd be 10 days. But, I mean, it, it's no doubt that's what it is. Yeah, so they're yeah. treating them for it. But. Other people they came in contact with tested positive. Yeah. So that's yeah, where they yeah. got it from. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, what I'm not looking forward to going to the state contest. Yeah, don't touch nobody. Don't get six feet from somebody. <laughs> keep your mask on. Keep your gloves on. Mojo's going to be there. I'm looking forward to seeing him and Jamie. Yeah, we'll wave at them from across the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been around Mark. Yeah. So I'm not worried about him having it. Um, If he's got it, we all got it. <laughs> so this week, let's not talk about COVID. All right. What are we going to We're going to talk, talk about, about riblets. Riblets, man, riblets. I'm, I'm telling you, that really was the first time I ever cooked them, and uh, I'm, I, I don't know what I've been missing out on. I mean, I've cooked thousands of slabs of ribs, but turns out ribs cut up into little strips are delicious, <laughs> and they cook in half the time. Yeah, and they're, I don't know, basically like little pork wings or something. I yeah. had to, I actually put that in my notes that I made, but um, yeah, that's what we're gonna talk about. Riblets. I got a couple questions from Facebook. Some people wanted me to talk about. A couple things, and I figured we would uh, cool. talk about some other stuff too. So, so the riblets, you were just kind of walking through as you do. Strolling you like through. I, had, I was going through Kroger, had my mask on, I was geared up, I sweated down, I couldn't <laughs> breathe, choking on my own carbon dioxide. <laughs> Looking for something to cook, because I always go to the meat department, and there's not a big selection. Actually, Kroger's doing a little better. I mean, they had pretty much yeah, everything. They everybody's kind of doing better. $100 briskets. Oh really? Well, they had, yeah. Were they it did not look good? like it looked like yeah. twenty dollar brisket. Yeah. They wanted a hundred dollars for it. But I saw these I saw these packs on the you know how um they have the, the pork butts and the ribs will be down in the bottom of the cooler up mm-hmm. against the wall and then they'll have the pork chops and all the different stuff up. Well these riblets were up in the little trays and they were just cut and I was like you know, I was just kind of looking around. I said, Dang, those look like uh, you know, the pork version of beef flanking ribs. ribs yeah. yeah. And so I was like, hmm. I bet you those would be good on the grill, but I've never done them, so why not? And then they're called them pork loin riblets. And I immediately said, riblets? That's from Applebee's yeah. back in the day. You know, my favorite bar, my favorite neighborhood bar and grill. I mean, that was the only one we had. I remember when Applebee's came to town. It was right there off the interstate on Goodman Road. Yeah, Road. Yeah, Goodman Road was a two-lane back then. It wasn't even four-lane road. That's crazy. And we would go to Applebee's, and of course, you know, you had buddies and Worked there and attended a bar, and on Tuesday nights, it was all-you-can-eat riblet night, so a table of us could go, and we'd order one order of riblets, and they would just keep bringing them out, and we all ate riblets. It would come in like a basket, and you'd get a – actually, I wrote this down, too, because Ta- my buddy Taylor Collins, who used to cook with us a lot, he, he used to work at Applebee's, and he said, man, were those as good as the Applebee's ones? you remember those? And I was like, yeah, I remember those. You know? How would Applebee's <laughs> was- cook it? 
Oh, I'm sure they put, they were probably in a bag just caked okay. in sauce, and they would throw them in the oven or something or microwave. And burn. So it was it, saucy. It didn't matter. See, the whole point with Applebee's, what made them so good, was the endless, the bottomless beer yeah. that would come along with it. And then you, you could, were hanging out there for social reasons. Oh, yeah, but I just I still remember the riblets because yeah. that was kind of, you know, riblets. We cooked barbecue. It's like, they got little baby riblets or whatever. And they were just little, like, about they were a little bit thinner than when I actually cooked, I, if I remember right. Yeah. It's been for I couldn't tell you last time I've been Applebee's. Them? I haven't been to Applebee's over ten years probably. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if they do or not. Maybe somebody can find out. I'm fixing to Google it, but go ahead. But so they were just little thin pieces, about like I was flanking flanking pork ribs is what you, what you would call them, and they served them heavily sauced. They were not smoked or anything. They weren't. It was just they, so they it was were like a bar saucy. food. If you think of a bar food, and so that was what they were. And I said, well, I'm going to try to make these, and they're going to you know I figured they would kind of turn out like that, but I'm going to make them better. And lo and behold, these things were as good as any rib you could cook. I mean, it's pieces of rib. Yeah, That's all it, it is. I did like a bite and of rib. It, all I did, I guess, was just take a slab of loinback ribs, cut them up into strips, maybe cut that in half. So it's kind of like one rack would probably give you, if I had to guess, at least six, maybe eight. I bet you one of those packs was about half a slab of rib. I don't know what it weigh. Two pounds each one, maybe. Yeah, so it that's was, what two ninety nine a pound. You got them on sale for two ninety nine. You know, what's the poundage? On, how much do you pay for regular ribs per pound? Um, usually they're about anywhere from two fifty to two ninety nine. I mean, on the regular okay. price, sometimes they're higher, sometimes they're a little bit lower. You can catch them on sale, but between ten and fifteen bucks a slab. Okay, and these were about seven eight bucks. So I figure they're probably about half a rack's worth of of riblets. Yeah, so. If you're gonna if you're gonna eat them, that'd be a good. I mean, I don't know. Surely, I probably could eat the whole pack. You know, <laughs> yeah. the whole pack. But that's a lot of ribs. You, you think about a half a rack of ribs. <laughs> you can eat a rack of ribs, but most of the time you don't feel like, it, especially if they're sauced up, sweet and sticky yeah. style. I just old dry rub riblet. I could probably eat two packs, but <laughs> one, I'd be good for one pack. I'd probably figure, um, at a at an appetizer level, like serving them for a, a, a tailgate party yeah, or having yeah. having buddies over to watch a game or something. Probably, you know. I'd say six six people would eat off yeah, those two packs. Yeah, easy. That's what I was going to yeah. say. I would say you probably eat a strip and a half per person yeah. for four, so that'd be about three. That, or that'd be close. But I mean, you're just talking about you're not making a meal off of it. If you're just going to eat a basket full, all you can eat, <laughs> you know, you might eat two or three packs. I don't know. It depends on how hungry you are. But Especially if you're drinking. Especially if you're drinking bottomless beers. <laughs> <laughs> but you got French fries, and that's what Tater said. He said, man, you remember about, about the third or fourth basket? We just hold the fries, hold the slaw, just bring us riblets. <laughs> 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 oh, man, those are the good old days. Um, so they do still sell riblets, it looks like. Yeah. But you can oh. do different sauces. You can do honey barbecue, Texas barbecue, or sweet Asian chili. Oh, see, now I get that was one thing at the end of this one. I said, thinking appetizer level. Yes. You could go, that, you know, pork's neutral anyway. You yeah. could go any kind of way you wanted with it. If you wanted to do that Korean style barbecue pork riblets, you could. Yeah. If you Which wanted, is commonly how Wanted to do food. general styles. That, that, that was one idea I had with them. Buffalo style. You could you think of all the different buffalo, you know, chicken. Anyway. It's basically a pork chicken wing. And I thought they were better than pork wings. Yeah. Because pork oh, wings yeah, pork are kind of, they're more like a, yeah, they're, they're kind of, I guess because that brand is, because they kind of pre-cook them a little bit. They're just meant to grill off. Mm-hmm. But a pork wing is kind of like the shank. So it has more of a butt or ham or something flavor. Yeah. This tastes ham. like ribs, but they're about the size of eating a chicken flat, chicken wing flat. And you could toss, I don't know if I'd toss them, but you could dunk them or glaze them before you char glazed them. I like yeah. that. That was something I, Char glaze. What do you think about that? Oh, I thought it was great. It was that was really good on that drum when the oxygen get to it and kick up. That was a smart idea because you can't use a drum like that for very long. You know, you can't leave the top. Oh yeah. Or you know, you'll have a a dumpster fire. Raging fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for for something like that, you did it for six to eight minutes. Yeah, tops. Tops. It worked really well. Yeah. And you didn't have to fire up any other grill. You just let that oxygen feed that fire a few minutes, and you were good to go. Um, so, but I, I like the idea of the buffalo. I want you, I could see you doing it with buffalo, like in your wrap, put a little buffalo sauce and yeah. butter. Oh, some honey gold riblets. Oh yeah, man, some hot honey gold riblets. You Serve know that would be good. Or a mustard barbecue sauce. Like take uh, D Wayne's yeah, rib liquor mustard and then mix it with a little hot sauce, like Killer Hall's hot sauce. All of a sudden, you got maybe a little butter in the wrap, like you said, yeah. and you've got a dagum hot honey gold. Add some extra honey to it and. 
Work on diabetes. <laughs> R.I.P. What's his name? Wilford Brimley. <laughs> I wonder if he died of diabetes. He was like 85. At some point, you just got to call it being old. Yeah. You know, you can't say diabetes or COVID or whatever got him. That joker was just old. Did he die recently? At what point do you get old enough to die of just... Death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking me, like 72, you know, something like that. Had a good run, didn't he? I was like, yeah, I kind of did. Um, did he die recently? Like rat packs. Did Wilford Brimbley die? Yeah, like last week, this week, this week. Or I got a text. I mean, I saw it on Facebook, and Griff texted me. I did not know that. He just said, "Reckon diabetes finally got him." I don't know. He was eighty-five. But so, so back to the ribs. Old when I was a kid. Yeah, he's been old since. What was he on? Like Seventh Heaven or something like that, or one of them old shows. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, he was doing diabetes commercials when I was a kid watching <laughs> that, Price is Right. He did a medical summer. alert fall down things too yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. He had a good run. He had a great run, man. If he lived with diabetes that long, they need to study him. <laughs> Maybe that drug did work. <laughs> uh, we need to invest in that thing. Yeah. It's probably coming for all of us. We keep living the way we do. Um, The Mexican style... Yeah, that would be, be a good, good. one. I, and I've got some of that to talk about different ways, but well, let's go over the cook first. Right. So I got these riblets home from Kroger. They come in a tray. They still had the membrane on the back. I didn't bother taking the time to pull all that off because I knew I, I was going to. I knew it, yeah, you didn't notice it. It wasn't like a membrane on a whole slab of ribs where it's really, you know, yeah. there and you, you pull it off. But I like the membrane. These, it just it went with it. I don't know if it dissolved or what because it wouldn't. I didn't never notice one in the end. I didn't, yeah. even, I didn't really think about it, but the membrane was no problem. Um, I and all I did, I didn't trim them or anything. I seasoned them up with a little kosher salt and just some butcher's honey yeah. rub. And I used the the salt because I thought it needed that little bit of a a balance to get to offset some of the sweetness. Yeah, they weren't overly salty or anything, but that's uh, but putting that salt on them helps them start sweating. And when I when I put the honey rub on them, the sweet and sugar combo, it's like a dry brine. I don't let them set just long enough to get the drum up, which takes 20, 30 minutes. But you if know? you were using a, a rub. That That's still, had a higher salt level. Oh, I'd probably, probably back off the coach. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if like if you wanted to go hot style or was using one of Cosmo's wing dust, and that would be really good on them. You could do all the different flavors with a dry wing seasoning mm-hmm. like Cosmo's. Yeah. Um, and I would just let them sweat in with that. I, would, I probably wouldn't put the extra salt on them then. That was only because I used a really sweet rub. Because the butcher's honey sweet, it's got a lot of honey powder in it. A lot of sugar. It's kind of powdery. I mean, and it doesn't have a savory. And it doesn't have a, yeah, savory. it doesn't have as much savory. So you would need to pair it with something. Could have done AP, but I really didn't want that garlic in there. But you know, garlic honey, that might not have, I don't know. I was just, I was doing something different. Yeah. And and I thought the salt would work. And it did. It was really good. Yeah. So got them seasoned. And then I fired up the gateway. And I was just running it standard 275. Use some Royal Oak lump. You always use lump in the. Drum. I do run my I do run my uh, drums with lump uh, most of the time at home, especially when I'm doing video. And I don't know why, because well, I do know why. <laughs> I do know why, and it's the same philosophy that I have on the egg. I can shut that drum down and stop come that back. lump, and I can come back and start it. Now, when I cook wings, for example, KCBS on our barbecue trailer, I always use Royal Oak briquettes. But, but I'm starting fresh every single time. I'm not putting that drum out and trying to restart those because it just doesn't work. Yeah. Briquettes seem to absorb too much moisture after they set. And they don't do as well for me refiring. I know I'm getting steady temperature. I want to start over every time. But the lump on my gateway, I can I can do it just like I do my egg. Shut, it, shut everything down. The fire will go out. And then I can just kind of shake the basket and get the ash down and put some more tumbleweeds in there and go back and light it again. Yeah, be ready that to roll. drum's super efficient. It does it, not use all those coals. Yeah. Yeah. So once it got stabilized up, 275, I dropped a couple chunks of cherry wood on it um, and put the grate in place. And, oh, speaking of that wood, I got to say this. Uh, we're going to miss our buddy Jimmy Farrell, the yeah. smokerwood.com. Unfortunately, he uh, passed away. So shout goes out to his family and, you know, our prayers and everything's with, with the Farrell family. That's a serious note. Um, he was always a good guy to us. He gave, you know, he, he sponsored our wood and the cutting boards and all that. And I'm still going to use his cutting board. I don't, you know, yeah. I know his website, I think's down. I don't know what the plan is with all that, but that was my serious note. He gave us a lot of good wood for, and it was a, it was a wealth of knowledge about trees and yeah, wood and all that stuff true. too. And, I'll, and you know, the plan was to always get him to come on the podcast and he just never, 
fell in place. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're going to, everybody, think everybody in the, the local barbecue community here in the mid South will miss Jimmy. So shout out to Jimmy up there. <laughs> Don't make me get emotional, but so back to my drum, <laughs> I put the cooking grate in place, got it, you know, leveled out, um, ran it at two seventy five, you know, two fifty two seventy five, And you could do this on any pit, just, you know, crank those temps up to 275 and roll with it. And once, so once that, the, you could see in the video that the, the rub, the seasonings is sweated in really good yeah. on the riblets. And so I just put them on the drum and Do let them roll. Do you think that makes a difference in um, how the seasons absorb into the meat, how they take yeah. the meat colors? I think it helps cooks, it, it helps it color up some. The seasoning doesn't look as thick on it. You know how sometimes if you yeah. overly season something, it can kind of get thick and cakey. Yep. But it lets it set good. And these, I, I wasn't going for like the barbecue look on the outside bark. I was more going for the charred, charredness of the riblet yeah. <laughs> of the pork. And so I knew when it melted in, that's why I didn't come back and re-season over the top of them before I flipped them or anything like that. I just wanted to get them some color, uh, some flavor on it. Something's going to give it a little color when they char grill up and let that stand for itself. Yeah. So I didn't add any other additional seasoning after that first round. The rest of it was just about getting them sticky and sweet and tender. Yeah. So I cooked them one hour and then I went and checked on them and I flipped them over because the you know the, I knew the bottom side on drum the heat you know usually colors up faster. So I flipped them over to give that top side some another thirty minutes and went back and they were ready to pan up. They looked great in that oh, hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. And you know, they weren't done there, but you probably could have ate them if you liked them more of that uh, flanking rib style. You because you know, it where it's chewy and you know, it's, you know, you get all that. But I was really wanting to go for a rib texture, a really good rib texture. So I knew I needed to push them a little bit further. They were, if I had to guess internally, they were 165, 170. They were done. You know, yeah. they were probably well done at that point. And that's what you would want to make sure if you're going to just grill them like on a Weber or over charcoal. You want to make sure they get up to, I would say 165. I mean, you could probably eat them at 145 like loin, but just to be safe, I'd take it to 165 because they've been cut. You don't know how that meat's been exposed to whatever when they, because I'm sure they did that in house at Kroger. I don't know if they come that way or they cut them up. Just, I bet you yeah. they take older ribs and cut them up into those yeah, just to get them selling. Purpose, you know? yeah. yeah. But, um, once they were cooked, uh, smoked in the cherry smoke for about an hour and a half, I took a pan over to the grill and just took them up and just kind of arranged them all in there. Then I went back to the cutting board and added my, this is where I wanted to get them sticky and sweet. This and, is just like you pretty much did a wrap. Yeah, I pretty much did a full wrap. And yeah. you could have wrapped them up all in full if you'd have wanted to. The pan's but, so much easier. Yeah, and it's easier to dip in that pan for the glaze part I'm going to tell you about. Yeah. I added standard stuff that you would like ribs, butter, sugar, brown sugar, uh, a lot of honey, and then my vinegar sauce, about half a bottle, right around a cup, something like that. Six ounces, eight ounces, I forget what. I just free poured it. I yeah. had to come up with a measurement for the recipe, but <laughs> I would say just eyeball it. Yeah. And because you want to make enough liquid in there to get them to have some sauce to kind of simmer in, because that's what they're doing at this point. Covered it in full, back on the pit. And that's and now, where you can get real creative with whatever you put, put in, in the fryer. They're going to really take on some you need flavor a little there. Bit, you need a little fat. Yeah. You could have turned them hot and spicy, added a bunch of hot sauce, yeah. you know. Or that's where you put your wing sauce in there. Yep. Well, I'm going to be doing these here in a few weeks. If we get fancy football party, we're probably going to be having a ton of riblets. Because that's a good <laughs> idea, I think. Well, you can make a bunch. Yeah. Heck yeah. And the way people like to hang out at the fantasy football party, they like to Pick it snack. Stuff. They don't want to sit down and eat a half a slab of ribs necessarily. Mm. They're talking, they're drinking, they're That's what's mangling. great about those. You get the full flavor of a rib in one little bite. Yep. And and so once they cooked about, I don't know, 45 minutes in the sauce, I checked them because I really didn't know how long they were going to need at 275 because yeah. I knew they were cooking faster just by the way they looked and a couple of the bones just spit on out. <laughs> and, and so at 45 minutes, I picked them up, felt them, and they said, man, they're pretty much there. 10, 15 more minutes ain't going to hurt them. So one hour in that wrap's ideal. So you go one and a half in a smoke, one hour panned, 275, and then they're ready to glaze. Now, this is the part, <coughs> excuse me, that would be a little tricky if you're cooking it on another, you know, pellet grill or something like that. I mean, you got to get them back on the rack, and you're not really going to be able to char glaze them. If you're on a pellet yeah. grill. Yeah. I mean, so you could skip that step, you go ahead and just the, yeah. glaze them a little bit and set them on there. But if you really want them to taste out of this world, 
cook them over some charcoal like I did, or, you know, some lump or whatever. Fire right below them, but not too close to them. You could do that on a Weber. Just get them over there and not go the whole two or three minutes. Just go a minute. Yeah. But it's about exposing that sauce that you broke down and it's got all the goodness in the pan, wallering them around in it and putting them on the grill and letting those flames kind of kiss them and heat them and start caramelizing all that from the bottom. And, man, they were just sizzling. So I said, I'm just going to leave this lid open, let some oxygen get in that drum, put the flames go. I got my gloves on, you know, I'm, I'm carefully flipping them over two or three minutes, did it again. They were beautiful. They were. I mean, you took them off. They had and a perfect like, char. And, and I like how you turned the, um, essentially the brazen liquid, what you put in your wrap, into, into the glaze. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, there was no use in getting another sauce or mix. You could, but yeah. I, I mean, I had it there. I just wanted to get something, you know, that stickiness and sweetness on them and then let the flames. And it made them. Caramelize I mean, it. They it really in. got that. They're small enough to go fast, and that's what I like about it. Yeah. But then they really get that good charry flavor, and you just can't get that unless you got a live fire right under them like that. And if you're, you'd really have to watch it if the fire's close. You could do you it. You could do the it. Grill. You wouldn't get that char flavor. No. I'm on, you know. I'm on. But you could do it on the pellet grill. I'm probably going to figure, I'm going to be doing so many of them for the football thing that, that I'm going to have to use hickory. three grill. Yeah, that, that would be good on no hickory, but you really couldn't. You just had to glaze them like a regular slabber is. What I would do have my Weber sitting there or have the drum going. And as they come off, I mean, it's going to take two pits or two yeah. grills for that. Now, if you did them on the PK and set you up a two zoner, that would be a way to do it or the Weber and two zoned it. Yeah. You could definitely do that. And they, you know, what, two and a half hour yeah, cook time. That's charcoal. no problem with the, you know, a load of coals on the Yeah. You PK could use any charcoal grill set up as two zone. Yeah. 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 Or, the, you know, the uh, egg would work. A lot. There's a lot the options are endless and those things are so easy that, you know, if you like ribs and you want the easy man's way to do it and you want to serve some little perfect little bites that are appetizer portions, I would say, try those, yeah. try the riblets. Um, why haven't you tried those before? I, you know, one, I've never really paid attention to them. Two, I was just, I don't know. Look, there's just some bones. I might as well just cook. I might as well cook. If I'm going to cook ribs, cook a whole slab. I did not realize the potential. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of things I hadn't tried, you know. You, you know, I've never tried the tongue. I need to do that. Yeah. Some beef tongue. Beef I shoulder clods on yeah. our list. I've got a lot of stuff on my list. Riblets was not on there. That was a <laughs> one of those walk by, hmm, what am I cooking this week, Shell? And yeah. Whatever it is, we're canceling it because we're cooking riblets. <laughs> that happens a lot. It does. We make we make schedules and you know, and what what else do you think hit. we could riblet? I mean, what else could we let? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you like, what can we riblet? Yeah, can we do brisketlet? Is it or what? Well, it's oh, basically I want, a let I want, is a miniature version of the original chickenlets. So you, I don't know, they get cutlets, <laughs> which is that the same thing as oh. chicken pieces cut into thin pieces? Yeah. Chicken cutlets. I want to try brisketlets. So, you want to try brisketlets? Ribeyelets. Yeah. <laughs> Little miniature ribeyes or whatever. <laughs> There's got to be some other stuff we can we can let. <laughs> But back to the Applebee's thing after, so I had those riblets there and then they got into the, the, the rib wars, I guess, because Chili's opened up across the street and that's where I got my, who wants the baby back rib song? <laughs> Cause the Chili's did baby back ribs. What did they, what Applebee's only had riblets. I don't know if yeah. Applebee's had a full slab. I don't even remember, but I don't I know if I've it. ever had, have you ever had Chili's nah, ribs? I've, I don't, I don't know. I didn't hang out at Chili's too much. They had a pretty cool bar too there. Yeah, I, so you could go across I, Goodman Road and go, and then Old Charlie's opened up like a door down from them, and we started they, hanging out there. And I don't even know if they they probably had ribs. But I don't know. At that point, I was a, I knew how to cook ribs, so I wasn't yeah. ordering riblets or. Well, what did Chili's have? Did you ever order Chili's? Baby they had a ribs? full slab of ribs. Oh, okay, and yeah. they were actually baby Chili's. Back ribs? But I know you remember the commercial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But how were they? I don't know. I oh, you never I, had them? Yeah, I never tried them. You just know about the riblets. Yeah, I just know about the riblets because I don't know. They're it was appetizer portion. If Chili's would have had an appetizer. Yeah, yeah. Maybe back rib, I might have tried it. But well, I'm not gonna sit down and eat a whole slab of ribs. All you chilies. can eat riblet basket. <laughs> yeah, for 12. yeah. It might have been twelve ninety five or something like that on Tuesdays, yeah, but, but we could go it. four or five ways. And yeah, and then draft beer on top of that. You're getting out of there for hey less than twenty bucks. <laughs> That's a good night. <laughs> Was it really unlimited draft beer or bottomless draft beer? Uh, or are you just... It wasn't on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's one of those things. You slide a little extra to the yeah. tender, you know. Oh, your buddies were working <laughs> yeah, your there. Buddies oh, were there. I, I understand now. You know, the draft, they might have been 99 cents, and you know, but they might not have rang up every other one. Or yeah, something. that's what they do. But Applebee's had those good glasses, you know, the ones that are kind of the pills in their glass where it, it's tall and you can get the talls and the, it's got the slender handle. end. Yeah, I love drink. Man, I, I used to drink two of them, you know. One and a two, slam them. That was that was my thing. Good old draft beer. Now Love I, draft beer. Now I choke to death <laughs> trying to slam through beers like that ice cold. Draft beer just has this flavor to it. It's so. Oh, crisp. you could smoke cigarettes indoors. Yeah. And it was like it was. It was really this. I mean, Applebee's went over like a whole makeover after the good old day. It used to be the neighborhood bar and grill, yeah. and now it's like Applebee's family restaurant. Yeah. Or whatever. In the center of the restaurant was the bar back then. Everything went around the bar. Yeah, man. It was like Friday. Those were the good old days. Um, People kept talking about the McRib. When are you going to be making your own McRib? Yeah, you know, I saw a lot of comments on that because on the pork sandwich, the pork chop sandwich, and then these riblets, they said you could take those bones out. I've been, I've had that on my list to do a real, my version of a Mac or a Malk rib, whatever. And I probably will one of these days. I don't know. I've got a, you know, when we did that class last, I guess it was January or whatever, and kind of put a little teaser video and sliding those bones out of a slab. That's all it would take. So, I mean. Would you sli- Would you cook them, then slide them, then make a rib? You know, I don't know. You could cut them. There's all kinds of ways you could do it. You don't know. I hadn't worked method. it out all the way. But it, I guarantee you it's not going to be a processed pork patty in the form or somewhat shape of a slab of ribs. <laughs> I thought that pork uh, pork steak sandwich or whatever, yeah. pork chop sandwich. Pork chop sandwich is good. That got tasty. me thinking, what if we did a boneless pork steak sandwich? Because <laughs> pork steak's even better yeah. than the chop, you know? It's because it's got it's fattiness to it. It's basically sliced. Oh, there's a dead gum dog in here. <laughs> keyed up. You'll have to excuse me if you hear in the background. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's a good one. Um you know, we talked about the difference in cooking uh, the riblets, you know, versus, you know, flanking ribs or whatever. But that yeah. was what I wanted to talk about. The other style, like that flanking cut, what it is, is cross-cut sections of ribs. And so they do them with beef ribs. And that was the first way I found them. But they're they so good. Beef plate ribs or whatever. Yeah. And they cut them into sections and they are phenomenal. They're usually like a Asian yeah, so I've done them two ways on videos, and you can go back and find those. And I wanted to just touch on them. I did kind of did the Korean style, which mm-hmm. was it bulgogi or I don't know how they pronounce it. I'm not Korean, but uh, bulgogi or something like that. Yeah, but it's uh, oh, it was so good. It had a sesame seed and sort. It's like a marinade you do, yeah. And you ba- you basically just kind of grill them off. Yeah. The first time I ever had them, and when I come back. This was at the old house when we did them. It was. It was a long time ago. I don't know if I did them on the egg or the Weber or what grill it was. But um, we had them at a Vietnamese restaurant in New Orleans. Remember we went to that Tondin? Yes. And then we they served those. And I was like, what? I mean, so I went to I went back and researched. And I was like, oh, man, well, this is pretty easy. And then I started looking in the grocery store. I'd never seen those before. And then, of course, they had them. And now, I you know, I, they're one of our favorites to cook mm-hmm. because they're so quick. I mean. You can marinate them in practically anything, and then all you do is get a charcoal grill going, and then you just grill them on each side until they're basically well done. But you're, you know, it's not like you're trying to cook those medium rare or something. Yeah, you're doing it for the flavor. You pick yep. up the grill flavor, all the marrow and the goodness that's in the bone leaches out into that meat, and you kind of bite it off the bone, and it's it's super tender because you marinated it. The marinade they're so thin that the marinade really takes well and helps tenderize it. Yeah. And you're putting all that good. Did you pull that recipe up? Yeah, I did. So tell me what all I put in the marinade. Um, normally I just start. They're stuff thinner. These are a little thinner. Yeah. They're, they're, they're usually cut about, I don't know, three eighths to a half inch, I would guess. Yeah. Instead of the these big. riblets were probably closer to an inch or inch and a half. Yeah. I'd say an inch and a half. Yeah. Easy. Um, but you season them with, um, AP. We didn't have AP back then. So you <laughs> use just salt, black pepper and garlic, yeah. you know, um, but then you um, put a little dark brown sugar on them and then marinated them in soy sauce, water, white vinegar, sesame seed oil, a little fresh garlic, fresh ginger, green onions, and a little black pepper. See, that's so simple. It is. And then the the vinegar and soy sauce and all that starts breaking the meat down. The seasoning, the sugar helps. I mean, it's... You, you marinate them for at least four to six hours, but overnight yeah, is best. Yeah. Then and you then you just grill them the next yep. day. You, all you do is fire you up a grill. You didn't glaze them. You didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You just... 
let them marinate really a good long time, and then put them over a medium high charcoal grill. Did I cook them on an egg or tw- Weber? Twenty two inch Weber. Oh yeah, awesome. Um, was that <laughs> twenty that, minutes? I had that to talk about. Was that the uh, the Marlboro Weber or the the, the next version? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never met someone so ungrateful. <laughs> Back in the day, I, we didn't have very much money. I especially did not have much oh, money. It would, yeah. <laughs> but Marlboro ran this contest, and I might have. Enjoyed a few Marlboros back in the babies. day. Smoking Marlboros, <laughs> drinking, drinking draft beer, eating riblet baskets. And you were saving them little points. I know how this went down. <laughs> I didn't hang out at Applebee. That was yeah, this, before, that my before time. your time, before you came to Soda County. Yeah, uh, we hung out at O'Charlie's. Charlie's, yeah. But it wasn't even like you had to collect the little points. You remember how you used to collect the points off a uh, cart or, or a pack of cigarettes? Yeah, we've changed. We started collecting the... Uh, What's the ones we do for Michael at school? It's box kind of like box tops. We switch from Marlboro points to box tops. That's when you know you're officially old. Can't smoke anymore. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't even you save it. You had to log into their website every day and like do something. You had to take some action, you know. Like watch a video yeah. or a commercial yes. or, you know, review something or something. Yes. And I would go on there the whole summer and they had a prize thing. Like if you did it 20 times, you know, you got a fanny pack. Yeah. You know, you did it 50 times. You got like, you know, a Marlboro. Chance uh, to go to Marlboro Ranch. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you got like a Marlboro cooler, you know, a cheap cooler, you know, maybe a inner tube. <laughs> but if you did it every single day, you got into this high bracket and there was a Weber grill on that high bracket. And I would, I would, I went on there every single day to get you that, that grill so I could give it to you for your birthday. <laughs> and I appreciate that. <laughs> But you made fun of me because it's a Marlboro Grill. That's still called Marlboro Grill. You know that that Weber Grill. Okay, that was. I don't know if it was my first Weber. Grill. I remember it was my it first together. Marlboro Grill. Yeah, yeah. In, in the old house. Yeah. And then I won one of the biggest contests of my life with it. The first SCA state contest I ever cooked over at Southland uh, Gaming and Racing. Yep. They had. Um, I don't know. Was it? I got. Is the check up there? Yep. Eight grand. Was that? Yeah. Eight grand. And the world's tallest trophy, Yep. my first cook, owned the Marlboro Grill. <laughs> and then the next year, I went back. I upgraded, though. That's where I got the grill. And that's what I was getting at. My, my Weber Grill's old. Yeah. And so I bought that green one the next year because we were both cooking. Or It wasn't the next year. It was a few years. No, it was the very next year. Oh, the very next yeah. year? Yeah. I took the green grill, and I had uh, I retired the Marlboro Grill because yeah. it basically it was not it was falling apart. Oh yeah, we'd had I mean, it the leg would fall out. You couldn't. I mean, we'd been hauling yeah, it around. It dented. <laughs> that's why. That's where I'm getting at. That's why I switched to a PK for steaks. Yeah. But so I bought the green grill. I upgraded to the 22 inch green grill. That's the one we had. Won the contest the next year with it. Yeah. And I had another little one that Wayland cooked on. It was like a charbroil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you remember it, it was. was like they tried it to come out with own. a Weber clone or whatever. Yeah. And that grill's still at my dad's up in Chihuahua. Yes, he uses. Where's the Marlboro steaks. grill? The Marlboro grill fell apart. <laughs> I mean, it's probably somebody's drum project, Frankenstein or something. And parts of it's been used all over. Well, it, it just went to the curb. Yeah. I mean, it was that bad, you know. It probably rusted out yeah. the bottom. Oh yeah. But Weber and I had this on my list to talk about. Weber came out with a brand. They come out with a brand new one. It's um. So, I think that's You've been fish. talking about that, so tell the, me about it's this. It's a Master Touch, I think. Let me this pull is this not over. their new pellet grill, right? No, 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 no. It's a new version of a 22-inch kettle. Um, where did I write that at? You know, Hold the on, kettle design is a really smart Here design. it is. It's $399. So that's pretty high for a 22-inch grill. But it comes. Is it? This is what I wrote about it. It comes with the uh, lens head already, so you don't have to take the lid off and hang it. Where about it falling down? Yeah. It's got a lens, uh, a lid hinge built on. They have a char ring, which I'm not sure what that is. But what I like about it, they've set this up. For, they know people are using these for two zone cooking or for smoking and for grilling. Mm-hmm. So they come out with this heat diffuser that it comes with to turn to turn this uh, a Weber kettle basically into a smoker too, and. Um, what else? Oh, it had the ash clean out like normal. and It looks like it already has the... Um, it's got a pretty good price tag. I'm going to order one, though. I don't know yeah. anybody, unless y'all know somebody Weber wants me to try one. Weber doesn't want to see But I'm going to retire the... Uh, you know, one thing about this, and this might make a lot of people jealous, but 
When you buy a new grill, we can write it off on taxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> part of business expense. Like, even if I'm testing it, can you? No, I'm not. I do video with it. Yeah. But I'm interested. That is very interesting to me. I do. Well, I do need a new. I do it need a new exactly Weber. Exactly like Mine's the same old. Weber yeah. to me. It doesn't change. I mean, except for the internal components and what they do with it. So it does have a higher rack, I guess. Is what it looks like. Yeah. Is that a, Maybe that has to do with the char ring thing. I don't know. I just saw it. It popped up on my Facebook. No, the char page. ring thing is like where you pull out the center to do the vortex. Oh, does it have that too? Yeah, it does. Oh, awesome. Does Weber have their own vortex? I doubt it. Yeah. Anyway. I wouldn't I'm be surprised. A, I may order one of these. If I can go. If I How can, about I get it for you for your birthday? That'd be a great birthday gift. For okay, real. Good. For real. For real. I'd love to have it. It's solved. That was easy, wasn't it? Yeah. I knew I wrote this down for a reason this morning. <laughs> Something was telling me that. But. <laughs> so. But this back, is not for steak cooks. This is for at the house cooks. Yeah, the video. Yeah. I'll probably use it for video or if I like it. Yeah. see how it goes. I ain't going to just get rid of the old green no, reliable 22-inch like right away. But I like the Weber. I like cooking on the Weber. Uh, probably one of the most popular grills out there. Yeah. 22-inch Weber. But back to our flanking rib discussion. Okay. So the next way, besides the Asian way I did them, I did like a brown sugar, chipotle brown sugar. Well, that, I didn't mean to get off on the Weber. That just happened. <laughs> no, you did a... It was like a chipotle... Brown sugar mix, chipotle yeah. short ribs. And those were awesome. I did this, took the same elements, turned it into more of a Mexican, uh, you know, Central American flavor, Southwestern flavors. And those, they actually, did I see if I wrote this down? They do a Mexican style. And somebody told me that they've been, I mean, this has been a thing forever. And they're called tablitas. And they use them for, uh, they they marinate them much like fajitas. You can buy them in like Mexican grocery stores or something already marinated. Or you can marinate them in your home. Is it pork or beef? No, it's beef. Okay. Yeah. And so they do them the same way, grill them fast, you know, they're, till they're pretty much well done. If you think of how they cook fajita meat or something like yeah. that. So I would treat it like it was a flanking steak, do it the same way, and then grill them off. And then they serve them either, either you cut them off for the people or you serve them on the plate and they cut them off and make tacos with them. Yeah. And so that that's, delicious. yeah, so I got I've never tried that with them. I need to do that with them, but I had that wrote down because I thought it was very interesting. And I've seen people comment before. Oh yeah, that's nothing new. That's to believe this. We've been eating these all our lives. You know, my granny cooked these, or grandma yeah. cooked these, or whatever. Um, I was real skeptical. I was like, brown sugar chipotle. That I, I don't know, but it was so delicious. Those short ribs were excellent. Yeah. I don't yeah. know which one I like better, the Korean style or the the brown <laughs> sugar chipotle. Yeah. yeah, they're both good. I mean, and that's one of those things. They're quick. What, and I had that. Um, whatever you want to do with beef. Like a, any kind of marinade you could use. Um, you could do them balsamic style. You could do a black pepper flanking rib. I mean, there's, you know, anything that you could really think of way you season, uh, season, see a steak seasoned or prepared or anything would go great on those because it's basically doing that. You're just charring the meat. And if you like the, if you especially love the little charry pieces or the, you know, the pieces up against a bone when you eat a bone in oh, ribeye or, or, you know, or T bone, <laughs> all that goodness that's around it. That's what these whole things taste like. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's really good. Let me ask you a question about the pork yeah. riblets. If you, um, you know how when you cook a slab of ribs, you do a no wrap rib? Yeah. And just cook it dry and let it go? Could you do that to these? All, all, all day long. I and think you could even just char grill them just like I did the, the beef version. I figured it'd be a little tough. It'd be like eating pork chop. Yeah. You know, pork steak, cook like that. I mean, you could, what I would probably do is I like start that them off them longer. Start them off on if you're using a two zone fire on a charcoal yeah. grill or a pellet grill. Yeah, you could start them on the off side of the grill, kind of let them get warm, get to coming up to temp, and then start moving them over. And you got two zones, so you can kind of move them as they need be, and as they yeah. get up to temperature, get them off. But that's going to be something to play with because I'm going to be cooking a bunch more of these in my future. I, they're easy and quick, because I can grab a pack good. of them, and it's a great appetizer to throw out. I mean. You, you do you do a couple packs of those and uh, you know smoked sausage or two, and you know I don't know some chicken wings that go with it, and all of a sudden you've got a heck of an appetizer board to throw out there for somebody that all cooking about the same time really. Mm-hmm. Um, the wings on the smoker and and th- those would do about the exact same time the, the riblets. Um, you got a note on here because I'm looking at your note. I got jerk flanking ribs on here. I bet those would be good too. Heck yeah. 
flanking or the beef or the pork? Either way. I think the pork jerk would be. That would be really good because you could do you it been, in the full with the sauce and just serve it. You've been promising me you're going to make jerk chicken. Yeah, I, I like will. Jerk chicken thighs again. It's about time, ain't it? Yeah. That's all for that page. Um, you got a note on here that said you're, um, when y'all used to kill hogs. Yeah, so that was when I thought of riblets. Now, besides the Applebee store. Yeah. Riblets. Were those my dad? That my dad like? always told us about his mom or my granny uh, cooking ribbies. Little ribbies is what they called them. But what, what, what was your question? I'll go back uh, it's to that. okay. Go ahead. Um, so they they were cooking little ribbies. And what it was, he said they used to kill hogs in the winter. Usually it was in late January, February, kind of super cold. And my papa, you know, during the process of cooking hogs that were, you know, processing the hogs that morning, would take the ribs out. Bust them with his axe into strips. Is this, this is what my dad was telling me. Yeah. And then they'd cut them up into little two bone pieces. And my granny would fry them, sit, you know, fry them up for breakfast with biscuits and gravy. And like right then, or they would use them. Throughout no, like the right year. then. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't. They didn't freeze them or anything. Yeah. That was just what. Because you know they didn't cook ribs like back in the day. They weren't. You know, in the country, you didn't cook the ribs uh-uh. like that. You might cut all the meat off the bones, or if they did, they boiled them and then yep. you know grilled them or something. But they weren't doing that in the winter. So they were, you know, using that all the meat they could usually to make sausages, except for the big primals. Mm-hmm. They would cut the loins and the tenderloins out, and then the hams would usually get cured or yep. put up in the smokehouse, and then the shoulders, everything else, everything else got ground. And you know, except for the belly, they'd probably cure that and make some bacon. But that's what. Um, so they they would eat little ribbies, and they would. He said they were awesome fried. I've never had them like would that. He, would, were they battered? No, no. Okay. Just I guess I guess would you just fried like- them and. Probably bacon fat, knowing, knowing my granny how she cook. <laughs> Iron skillet, a little bacon fat, and then fried them up. And I imagine they tasted about pepper. like a little breakfast pork chop or something. Yeah. And you'd eat them off the bone. and With and the biscuits and the gravy. biscuit and gravy, yeah. So that's something for me. I've never tried those but because I never, you know, split any ribs or yeah. done anything like that. But I may do that. I did have that note on here. I'm glad you caught that. Um, So I got some questions. Sure. This question's from Sam about proper smoke. Um, I want the wood to perform, use wood for flavor, um, burning wood for heat and stick burners, running the pit clean. Yeah. So (laughs) I I wrote that note. (laughs) That was my thoughts, what I wanted to cover in it. But, yeah, so Sam, I read the question. I I did this this morning. Okay. How do you get proper smoke? Sam was having trouble, you know, getting, I guess, a clean fire. That's what he wanted to know. What is a clean fire? What, what, how do I use, that's what I was going to say. There's two ways to think about smoke. One is for flavoring. And that's what we, I use most of the time is wood for flavor on whatever I'm cooking. And so to do that, you need to use a wood that's um, not super dry. You want some moisture content out of it. You don't want it really wet and super green, Mm -hmm. but you don't want it super dry either because it's just going to go to BTU. And so you want, you know, a, a, a happy median. Yeah, happy median. If you well, got how come well, some people like to use green wood? Um, I, they do, but you have to really watch it because the moisture content it can really get bitter on you and give you some that all the you know the bad stuff that's yeah, in the wood is going to come out in the smoke. Gives you that, yeah, or it's kind of got those tannin, more tannin to it, yeah. and all those different flavors that are a little stronger if you use green wood. And if you let it dry some, which is what I like to do, have it you know partially dry. And if it, I mean, if it was on a moisture content meter, I'd probably say around twenty or something like that. Twenty percent dry would be about perfect for for flavoring. Um, that that's where I would. That's how I use the wood. So you you got to really get the oxygen right on your fire because you're burning a base of coal usually, and it's charcoal or lump or whatever. And then the wood's added to it so that it smolders and not just goes straight to BTU. And you'd control that by how much oxygen is getting in your grill, depending on what temperature you're cooking at. And to get the optimal smoke flavor, you need to be between about 225 to 250 in that range. When you start getting to the 275, it's going to smoke, but it's also going to start getting to where it wants burning. to go hot and fast and it's yeah. burning more. And so it'll burn up faster. You're still going to get some smoke from it. But, you know. What if you're too low? If you're too low, it's not going to have enough oxygen. It's never going to combust right, and it's going to give you that bad, thick smoke. White. And you don't want that. Yeah, that's yeah. where you get your white smoke. And a lot of that is moisture kind of coming out of it, but it's also uh, the the cold, you know, all the impurities in the charcoal is not burning properly. And it's just, it's not it's not good to have those too low of temperatures without proper flow. And a lot of times if the vents 
check back or if you can't get enough oxygen in the firebox to where to burn properly, that's where you're getting those problems. How come now, when you um, first light a chimney or first light a, a bed of coals, it really burns thick white smoke because it's getting going and it's burning up you know it's trying to it's trying to get the the, pull the oxygen in there it's trying to get the fire going it's burning i guess whatever all those the bad stuff that's on the bottom i don't i don't know honestly it's probably just the oxygen yeah so that's why you always give it 20 30 minutes let's stabilize yeah Yeah. i let all that burn off or whatever once it gets going it, it starts drawing enough and the heat the fire gets going i mean you know a lot of it's whatever fire starter you use too like you got tumbleweeds on there they're gonna put off some smoke and stuff or yeah, wax true. cubes or newspapers going to have to get going to burn all that off. Mm-hmm. And then once you get the hot fire going, those coals get hot, they take care of themselves and the smoke goes away. Yeah. But to me, like when it first gets going, that's when you can smell what's in that charcoal. You know, some things they have a real chemical smell to them and yeah. they're not supposed to be all natural and all this, but it smells horrible or smells like plastic or something. I've, I've you know, I've, I've seen a lot of that typically not with a Royal Oak, but, um, a lot of the other ones I have. You like that Royal Oak Natural. That's the one I like, yeah. yeah. I feel like it doesn't have as much impurity in it. But, you know, who knows what all they're really putting in there to plant. They're running stuff through there. I mean, I found stuff in bags of Royal Oak lump, but, you know, I'm sure Rock. it come out of the wood. Yeah, rocks, yeah. nails, metal <laughs> straps. I mean, because I guess they're, what they're doing is they're incinerating all this wood. Yeah. I'm sure they just bulldoze it up in there or pick it up with some big claw or something. Well, there could easily be nails and down. wood yeah, yeah. in a big tree. I mean, yeah, easy. You never know. It could be horseshoes or whatever. <laughs> Piece of old Civil War sword or something. I'm sure they don't go through all of it because you got to imagine the ever, size of the, the yeah. plants have to be huge to, and the furnaces and you know the big kilns or whatever it is they're making this charcoal with. I mean, it's so you're saying if you find that in your charcoal, just discard it. Don't yeah. complain too much. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Keep a collection of it. Take it to the scrapyard. Somebody <laughs> buy that metal from you probably. There's no telling how hot it's been. Well, I just hear people complain about it. Yeah, I found stuff in there too. I mean, I guess you are getting, you're paying for a little bit of extra weight. But if I got a bag of nails, I'd be upset. But if it's (laughs) the occasional stuff in there, it's going to happen. In every plant? I would imagine. Yeah. But who's going, I mean, nobody's picking through the charcoal. I can't imagine it. That'd be an extra step, you know. When you're producing that much, if you're doing it smaller scale, it's probably easier to catch. But when you're making tons a week, you know, I can't. I need to go. That's one thing I wanted to ask for a local or somebody. Let me go tour a charcoal plant or, or lump factory or something and see how it's made. I'm really curious as to how it's all done. That was on our list, but. Um, COVID hit. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, one more question. Sure. You how do you choose more? which cooker to use? Um, You know. It just depends on how I'm feeling that day. I mean, That's I don't, I, I don't really know. I try to mix it up. I don't try. To, I don't like to just cook on the same thing all the time. And I've got, I don't know how many, seven or eight out there in my cooking area. And so I try to spread it around. You know, I mean, some things I think do better over, you know, like fire below it. Some things I like. I think it's gonna cook better at a pellet grill. A lot of it depends on what temp I'm cooking at. But the the main thing is. Most of my stuff, I say you can cook on any grill. Yep. It doesn't really matter. So I just like to show that, hey, just because I'm cooking this one on this grill today, don't mean you can't go do it on another, your own pellet grill or what other brand. Or That's the main thing, the main, um, I don't know, philosophy, if you will, whatever you want to call it, that, that I want to stress is that you can do this on anything. As long as you can control your temperature, you've got it down. Yeah. And, if you, I mean, you know, and that comes from learning your pit. Yeah, learning the pit. That's yeah. it. I don't have like a schedule or, you know. Yeah. Depends on how I'm feeling that day. That's true. What you cook, how you cook it, it all depends on how you're feeling that day. Yeah. I ain't getting, nobody's paying me to cook on a certain grill. They may have gave me some grills back in the day, but all my stuff's old now. Mm-hmm. Even my Memphis grill, my Tracker grills, I've had those for years. Yeah, three and four years yep. now. Ever, ever since we've been in the new house, which is four years, going on over four years, I guess this is our whatever. It was like you 20, do have a brand 20, new 15, grill. 20, yeah. You've got a brand new brand new spanking grill what jambo no that old hickory oh yeah the whole hickory i didn't fire that one up yet i know well see i've got plans for that um i'm wanting jamie to come in with me and with us do some uh almost like not a demo but instructional instructional on how to you you first get this you first get this 
new old hickory. This is what it this is. is what how it comes and show all what it comes with and then when you open it up and you put it together and you, how to change out the fan blade, how to do the proper fire in it, all that stuff. And that's the reason why I hadn't hadn't I hadn't cooked a recipe on that grill yet. But yeah. it's it's coming. It's coming. It's just waiting on it to cool down a little. <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm ready to fire it back up. I mean, this week wasn't bad at all. I was sweating a little bit nice. in the video. But the temps have dropped down some. It doesn't Starting even to get like fall. August. Football practice is supposed to start for Michael this week, and that means football's around the corner for hopefully for college and pros. And I got to do football videos, and I can't wait. And cooking videos and fantasy, fantasy football. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. We got new fiber at the house. So. I got first round draft pick. I tell you, I, I drew. This is the first time ever in my. I don't know how many years I've been playing fantasy football that I got pick number one. Even when you won it? Even when uh, no. Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't get first pick when I won it. You just get more chances. You know, you just get twelve yeah. balls in the pool. But the, how I many think balls I was seven you? or eight that year I won first. I mean, I had more than any you know, anybody. Um this year, uh I guess ten. I come in third, you know, twelve teams. Yeah. So that so you the, had ten. Yeah, I don't think I went to that go to the championship game. I mean no. I had eleven. No, I think you lost right before the championship game. Two other people went to the championship. Maybe so. I don't, Who won it? Yeah. No, that's. I think that's right. Austin won. Austin won. Um, I don't know. I, I give up on it when it gets down to that. <laughs> I've, I've had enough football hunting seasons wrapping, you know, hard into hunting season, and then spring's coming. So, Who's your first round pick? Have you thought? Man. Have you even looked? I have. I have. And I think it's going to be McCaffrey running back. I got two keepers. Who's your I, keepers? Um, I've, I'm keeping uh, George Kittle. He's going to take the place oh, yeah, of really? my seventh round pick. That's uh, and yeah, I kept you him last keep year. Him at the seventh yeah, round he was my eighth round pick that I kept last year. So he m- bumps up a year. And then I've got another running back, Austin Eckler, and I'm getting him for fourth round picks. I drafted him in the fifth last year, so I've still got potential a lot more seasons with Kittle. You know, yeah. six more, and then. Eckler, I'll be able to take for three more. Or I would never. I don't know if, if he pans out to be a first round pick. That'd be awesome. So you're they're key- both ranked about s- second. I would say low second, second rounders, both of them. Yeah, and you're and getting so I'm them. getting them for a fourth and a seventh. So I think that's pretty good. So by the time it rolls back around to me for that twenty fourth pick, I'll have already had two guys, and so I'm going to get to pick somebody else right there. So I'll probably go wide receivers, and so I'll have two running backs. And I need. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I used to play fantasy football. I realized that. I thought that's funny though. <laughs> you're just shaking your head and nodding. I was like, shit, I'm gonna take I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh man. You're saying you're sitting pretty. Yeah, I think I'm I'm positioning pretty good. If if now what's gonna go wrong is if these players start setting out. Yeah. Like so, they get the COVID or something, yeah, or no, some of them are just I'm not playing this season. I'm, I'm opting out. Oh yeah, and so are any of them doing that? Yeah, is that an option? Yeah, they're doing it in baseball and basketball too. Oh wow, who knows? It, it don't matter. I'm still drafting the same team, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my fantasy fantasy Madden. <laughs> no, I'm gonna plug that in. <laughs> no, I had to look at McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, right yeah, back, yeah, Carolina. I don't know if somebody has Saquon on that's a keeper. I don't think so, but they may. I'm not sure. I hadn't seen everybody's keepers, so I don't think McCaffrey was eligible to be kept. But you I like Kittle. Can't the rule is you can't keep a first rounder because yeah, know, that makes sense because you in. can't move it up. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. So, like in your league, if you luck up and get like some uh, newbie in the twelfth round or eleventh round, you get to keep them. Oh, know? I've got a couple more on my bench that I wish I could keep. Yeah. That if I had, you know, their deep stashes that I picked up last year and that turned out to be really good players, but I just I think I'm better off, you know, keeping those two, which would be second rounders as a fourth and a seventh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, it's all just luck at <laughs> yeah, some point. Yeah. It's the it's the back end that wins you. It's yeah. not the it's not this draft. I mean, everybody gets hung up on the draft, and yeah, you do have to do it soundly, but if you can pick up some really good players that have potential in those later rounds that people 
skipped they're over have something to, and they produce, all of a sudden you've got, you know, that's Because as you, injuries start hitting and people mm-hmm. get tired in the season. Everybody knows the big names. Down. It's the other names mm-hmm. that people don't know. So, um, Well, the year that you actually won it, I think you had Luck as your quarterback. I did, yeah. And he put up some crazy, crazy numbers that year. Yeah. Yeah. And that was probably the only year that he did really good. That's it. <laughs> He don't play him. We retired. Oh, yeah. He retired, what, two years ago? So, we got fiber at the house. That's a big news right there. Fiber was installed at our home this week. So, what that means. I'll put it into perspective for you. A 10-minute video at our house would take about four to five days to upload. I uploaded our video this week at our house in about 20 minutes. Yeah. That was rocking, wasn't it? <laughs> it's faster than here at the office. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what that's... What's, I used to go to the library to upload our videos. So I did some speed tests, and I hadn't ran one with it wired into, like, the computer, but just over Wi-Fi, we're getting, like, 650 up, 600 down. I mean, no, 650 down, 600 up. And then depending on where you go in the house, the way they have these pods set, that's like a mesh system to spread the signal around mm-hmm. the, the speed goes down. Well, when he first come installed it for us, it was great. Like living room downstairs, you know, in the kitchen upstairs where Michael plays PlayStation and all that stuff. But then the guy left, he's like, Hey, problems, give us a call or whatever. So I was like, man, it's going to be great. I'm going to be able to stream. So I went outside and was trying to get the TV, you know, uh, hooked up to the Wi-Fi out there and I couldn't, and the signal sucked. So I did it on my phone. I was like, man, I'm only, you know, getting 10 or whatever, and the signal was just so weak, I called them back and had them come put another pod in to extend that network. Where they and put that pod? Right there by the office window where the behind the Memphis grill, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then now it is jammed up out there. So we're, we're, we're capable to do all kinds of live streaming now. So that's what I'm excited about, being able to, to do some Instagram live stuff, maybe some YouTube live stuff that mm-hmm. we've never done, some Facebook live stuff. I can get all my, you know, my Traeger grill and my Memphis wood fire grill. I can finally use the Wi-Fi features on those, so I'll be able to report on how that works. Um, and I'll be able to use the, the the Wi-Fi features on like the Barbecue Guru and on the Smoke by ThermalWorks. All those that that I really didn't have a good uh, Wi-Fi. The reason why I hadn't really used them is because my Wi-Fi wasn't good, and I couldn't find a good enough yeah. repeater to get that signal. I bought a mesh network for the AT and T network that internet we had but that's but like, i'd only get 15 down and one capped at one up <laughs> so you couldn't do anything with that i mean it's i mean you're, you're completely throttled if you somebody's streaming netflix and then somebody's playing playstation you're done yeah you know i'm switching to cellular you know <laughs> that was so i'm excited yeah well we when um kind of covid first hit and everybody was on the initial lockdown we tried to do some live stuff and we tried to do some um where we'd interview people yeah, live on Instagram and stuff like that, and it, it just dropped all the time. Yeah, I mean, terrible. it was it's horrible. Yeah, but now it is on. I Jack. saw Heath did a, a Instagram live like Q and A. Oh, did he? Thing That's this cool. week, yeah. So that might be something. Yeah, that we can start doing. I'm very interested, and and at the you know we're working on our new place. I'm getting fiber installed there too, and it's going to be business fiber. So it's like dedicated. Hotline piped into it straight to the vein. I mean, it's going to be even better than the house. So I'm kidding. excited. No, it's it is for so real. How fast could I upload a 10 minute video? Uh, maybe 10 minutes. Oh wow, yeah. really? Huh. That would be cool if it was a minute per uh minute. You know, time yeah. time uploaded with versus time with actual video. So the I really don't know, but I'm expecting it to be fast too. Yeah. So. Um, which we're excited. We had the all the whole thing painted, which was. A lot of paint. <laughs> now they're coming back and fixing some floors and patching. We've got the ceiling tiles replaced that were stained. The retail area is going to be shaping up. Oh, oh, here's something I found interesting. I called uh, Tim, owner of Gateway Drums, and was asking him and told him I was very interested in selling uh, just a couple different kinds of cookers and, and the stuff that I cook on. Yeah. In the retail shop, because it's going to kind of be Malcolm Shop. We ain't come up with a name. We might call it Malcolm Shop. We don't I, know. I kind of like yeah. Malcolm Shop. Yeah. But I wanted the drums, and, he, and he, I was like, is there any chance of possibility of me working with you and coming up with kind of my my own special edition gateway drum, you know? And so he was down. He's like, send in the info, and we're going to get this rolling. So I'm excited to be working with them. And then 
There's a few other things coming. We'll, we'll fill y'all in as they go. But it's going to be a cool location, I think. It's going to yeah. be a, it's going to be a shop. Not big. It's not huge. I don't know. I don't know how many square feet. Eight hundred square feet. Seven fifty square feet. But it's yeah. basically going to have things in it that I like. Yeah. I mean, I may have some pork rinds in there. I may have all my, you know, my pickles. Well, seasonings and I may have some, some old miss stuff. stuff and and I may let have you have a corner and put shells bulldog mixes. stuff, <laughs> shells corner, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I don't want to do crawfish stuff in the crawfish season. So maybe some maybe some stuff. yeah maybe I'm gonna do a fire pit corner or something where I have different fire pit stuff. It's gonna be pretty cool. A lot, maybe some a Dutch oven. Like you cook, yeah, some cast all iron. The time, oh, I love yeah. cooking on cast iron. I'm gonna put some cast iron. I hadn't. We just started working out all the details. It's time. We want to have this open by Christmas season this year. Yeah, November first is yeah. our. We're not really pressed for it, but that's what we're trying to hit. So, we will keep y'all uh, informed on that as it goes. Because this is all new to me. Well, so we got to hit the road. Yeah. Uh, anything else that we need to cover today? Any questions or comments or concerns or anything you want to get from me? I'm ready. <laughs> No, we're fixing to load up and Give go to Melbourne. Ar- we're going, we're going, to, going to Melbourne, Arkansas to cook SCA. So mm-hmm. anybody out there listens to this, we'll see y'all tomorrow. And we'll fill you in how we did next week there and hope to have it. Oh, I'm turning it I didn't leak it yet, but we're cooking a gator next week. Whole gator with the barbecue ninja. Yep. Gator's already here. I had a gator it's in the, it's in the show fridge. up at my house yesterday. It, it was froze. You know. I think it started thawing out. It's kicking a little. We thought so. <laughs> <laughs> he would. Thirty-one. He's a thirty-one pound gator. Yeah. Uh, compliments the Head. mossy oak. Yeah. Mossy That's oak. a whole another yep. conversation I All have. Right. But um, where can they find a show? Um, if you'd like to connect, <laughs> if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. Hey, y'all, thanks for hanging out with us today and listening to us ramble, and we'll do it again next week, right, Chip? <laughs> we went off your notes today, and I felt like... My notes were scatterbrained. They were. I go everywhere. I go everywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just how my mind works. <laughs> mind of a madman. Hey, it worked. It does work. You had a lot of good information today. Uh, 